Welcome back to the Trauma Podcast. Week four is the oppression of the working class and f***ing capitalism. Somewhere, everyone who is high up in the social class, somewhere along their lives, someone busted their ass to get them up there. That is true. Yeah. No matter who they are. Right. Somebody. Yeah. And you shouldn't get something for nothing. Right. Because then we would be... I mean, then there's people who win lotteries. Right, but very few. Very few. But that's true. What is it? 85% of millionaires are self-made? Yep. Which I respected. And they employ a lot of other people, usually. And they donate more. And they... So usually. they do have a place. There's usually. There's some that I think are... Well, yeah. So you think that, like... The social classes are necessary in a dem- democratic society. Yeah. What do you mean a democratic society? Well, because though? we don't have a democratic society in the United States. It's yeah. constitutional republic. Oopsies. My bad. I'm just saying. But like in... In, like in a democratic place like the United like voting States. system is what I meant. Yeah. Like the democratic voting system. Like a democracy. But like, do you think it's necessary for a society to have? I think they have to have the arrangements. Yeah, I think it's been that so, way. I can say it on the podcast too, but it's been that way since the beginning of time. Are you talking like voting wise? What are you? Economic yeah. social classes, like, like socioeconomic. Right. Yeah. No, I understand. Yeah. But I didn't know if you were getting at like the. You just mentioned the voting democratic voting. No, I just mixed up like. Democracy with like the voting system with the oh. democratic republic. Yeah. Okay. So, so like uh, United States with freely elected people. Yeah, that's what I meant. So, but yeah, that's it's bless you. Thanks. But yeah, it's been there's been a hierarchy for since the beginning of time, right? I mean, there've always been socioeconomic classes it's kind of how society arranges itself i think so you think it's just like a natural state of things to have social classes that just naturally form i think so but um not that it's right or wrong but i think it would cause a lot of um turmoil to try to eliminate them but i think that they should not be static they should be able to be changed and evolve and people should be able to have the opportunities. Like in the United States, people have opportunities for so many things. Mm-hmm. They just need to become aware of them so they can move from one economic class to another. But it's that movement that's the, that's the key. You know, if somebody is born into a very um, poor family, that's all they know. But through education and opportunity, if they can be aware that there's more chances there by mentoring or something like that, that they can move out of that and, you know, move to a different socioeconomic class, mm-hmm. I, think, I think having the opportunities there would be important. But I think having structure is important too. So you think opportunity is the important thing with social class? Like you think the opportunity is the issue or like lack of opportunity is the issue and not the actual social classes? I think, uh, well, get in getting into psychology, which is what I studied, the a person growing up in a family learns from 
the behaviors of the family. Mm-hmm. So to change it is a little harder. Yeah. It has to be changed over a period of probably two or three generations, but it can be done. Yeah, it can be. So. Okay, Katie, what makes you love the Slim Home Dignity so much? Like, what about it? I think the, what I like the most about it is the fact that it's definitely a raw, like, very emotional feeling that like a lot of people can understand or like sympathize with. Mm -hmm. It's not a situation that like everybody goes through, but just about everybody will know somebody who did. Yeah, like even if you didn't personally experience it, you can definitely empathize with it. Mm -hmm. Cause like it's, you can connect to it even if you didn't go through it because you know what those feelings would be like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I just really like how like authentic it is because like poetry is supposed to be true, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it's not, you're not supposed to get up on stage and tell a story that's fake. Mm-hmm. But you can just tell from the raw emotion that he's really gone through this. It's really true, and it's just mm-hmm. really raw and emotional. And it's also kind of humorous, so that's fun. I think what really hits those points is when he's talking about the different steps he takes mm-hmm. when going to get, shake his hand to be done with it. He, like, definitely understood like these are important things but to me like I think his version of dignity was something that is like almost like a posh something rather than just Mm -hmm. like dignity as in oh I'm not gonna like embarrass myself for him it was really important to like express his full feelings about what was happening oh my god like I made it like I'm not gonna be this posh little gentleman when I was when I'm the first person in my family to graduate college and I've done all this stuff and I've worked so hard mm-hmm. and I def- like defied the odds and I got here like I'm mm-hmm. not gonna I'm not gonna have no emotion about this like every yeah every rock like, everything was set against him and, and yet he still did it he did it himself by himself so, for, for himself. himself yeah and I liked the oh, what was it I'll talk to dignity tomorrow because mm-hmm. it's like right now being dignified isn't the important thing I have like bigger priorities. Than yeah, that. like I have a bigger priority of accepting this, like graduation because I made it. I made it. I wasn't like it. Honestly, is like he wasn't expecting to make it, but he, he wasn't expecting to get he, through college. Like, but he did. He wasn't expecting it, but he was trying. He was trying with everything. Yeah. He had. No, and I really liked uh, the counting. Mm-hmm. Going back to the counting, because in the. Last week, it was last week's, the 21 poem, Mm -hmm. The Counting. I just, I really like counting in poetry. Mm -hmm. I think it has, it can really, yeah, it can really emphasize something and really bring emotion Mm -hmm. into it. So. So what were your thoughts on the slam poem, Dignity? I thought it was very well thought out. It was, um, he was correct in what he said, and I thought kudos to him for standing up for what he believes in. What do you mean by he was correct in what he said? Like, what specifically? That he had every right to be 
there to applaud himself and what he did, and there is nothing undignified about congratulating yourself for hard work. Towards the middle of the poem, he said that he was counted out before he was counted in. What do you think, what kind of effect do you think that has on someone, the first in their family trying to get a degree, and they don't really have the opportunity? It's very hard. It's very hard for minorities in poor rural and poor urban communities to get the chance to go to school because most of them do not have the financial means and if they are able to then it is through hard work and dedication that they create that opportunity for themselves. Do you think in this case that um, some college uh, directors and things forget that the point of education is to get to a point where they can live the rest of their life better? Do you think some of them forget that this is like a huge stepping stone for most people? I don't know is that they forget I think um, sometimes I think that they don't understand it to be as great a celebration as it should be. So in his poem, we decided, me and Ava decided that it's very social class heavy as well as race. Do you think that somebody's social class plays a huge role in their college life and beyond. Yes. And do you think that for him, obviously he said he was coming from like a lower background. Do you think that made a huge impact on his expectate on the expectations people had on him towards graduating? Yes. And uh, for his counting, he counted the steps to receiving his diploma. Do you think that style helped to convey, like, the depth of what he was going through to get there? I don't know what you mean. So he used, like, counting, like, step seven, step six, like, all the steps it took for him to get to reach his diploma... Do you think the emphasis on how many steps it takes to get somewhere that everybody else gets to makes a difference in the way it's perceived by people? Yes, but I don't think to the con- to I don't think the same as what you are talking about. Then how would you possibly? describe it well um it means different things to different people some people who are in the in the upper class expect to go to to go to college and get a diploma Mm -hmm. and get a better job because that's what is expected of them Mm -hmm. um some people who live in uh, middle to lower class 
are not always able to go to college because they can't afford it. Mm -hmm. And if they can afford it, some, a lot of them cannot make it because they did not have the proper um, schooling to bring them to that point. Mm -hmm. And the ones that do make it, yes, it's a huge thing for them. And it is something to be applauded. And it is something to be um, looked on as the greatest accomplishment in their life to that point. Because a lot of people don't have that opportunity. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, I mean, that's what I took it to mean. And then, last question, uh, his use of the word dignity. What, do you think the way he used it was how everybody uses it in, like, an informal way? Or was it more of a use for a specific, like, event, almost? Um, the way he used it, Mm -hmm. uh, was definitely, um... The way he wanted it used because he wanted it to mean that this was a championship in his eyes that he won the championship Mm -hmm. because he got his diploma and you should not hold anyone back when they have reached a championship level Mm -hmm. and you should applaud them like they do in sports and whatnot. Okay, wonderful. So when you were reading through Overlook before Mrs. Dean told us who wrote it, what was your impression of the writer behind the story? I don't know. I feel like it was, I thought it was like someone looking back on their past and like not reminiscing because reminiscing implies like a happy memory, but like Mm -hmm. looking back and being like, I went through all this bad stuff and I still made it and like I was able to grow through it and I was able it's like looking back and telling this little girl sitting on her windowsill with a new suitcase which is like this treasure to her it's like hey you don't have to worry about this in the future like you're gonna be okay like a suitcase isn't gonna be the best thing you've ever gotten Mm -hmm. like you're gonna have better things coming and I don't know, I just really connected to it. Like, the looking back and telling, like, this little girl's like, hey, you're going to be okay. So, I don't know. I really liked it. I think it was, it's really sweet that throughout the whole poem, it, like, has a lot of juxtaposition between, like, the griminess of life and the, like, beauty of the small joys that we get. Yeah. It's like and just, like, combining them into this whole story mm-hmm. that's, like, well, life isn't always beautiful and it's not always easy, but... It does have some beautiful yeah. things in it. And like how this brand new luxurious suitcase, and it might not even be luxurious, I'm not really sure, like just this new suitcase mm-hmm. is a luxury. It's like the little things in life sometimes are the luxurious parts of life. Sometimes it's not like this grand mansion, it's a little suitcase that just brings you a lot of joy. Yeah, sometimes it's really important to like think back and like remember, hey, life wasn't easy. When but you were little. But you were but still finding happiness. You got your joy. And even if somebody else doesn't appreciate it, 
you did and, and that's what matters. You can find the little you can find the joy in the little things and you're gonna be okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I liked it. I definitely connected to it a lot. So mm-hmm. what about your poem? What like connected it to the slam poem and the overlook? There's a specific paragraph or like stanza, sorry. Um, but says what middle class chicks we are to imagine for a second that our privileged ideals are divine wisdom and the dim forms that kneel at noon in the city, not ourselves. I think that was like my jumping point of like, yeah, I've been middle class my whole life. I've not been high up there. I've lived the sad apartment life for mm-hmm. 11 years. So like, yeah, I do occasionally have privileged ideals. I go to a Catholic school but it's not everything in life. Yeah. It's not all that important because it's what I live for and what I choose to do with my life that are really important. Yeah, it's not how you grew up, it's what you do with how you grew up. That's not real. Did that make sense? <laughs> okay. Because, like, I've also grown up pretty middle class. Like, I've been lucky enough to have, like, a good house, but we bought it when the neighborhood was just being built, so it was mm. cheap. Yeah. We didn't buy, like, a big house because we had a lot of money. We bought it because th- my dad's company bought it because he had moved. Mm-hmm. Like, the company had moved him. Yeah. So, I don't know. So, we grew up, like, middle class. Like, yeah, we have everything we need, but, like, we still worry about money all the time, yeah, you know? we don't have extras. Yeah, like, time. sometimes we get extras, and it might seem like we're doing good, but, like, under it, like, sometimes everyone's still stressed about the money. Paycheck. Yeah, sometimes, like, sometimes you're just like, we don't know if we're in debt or not because my parents don't tell us because they're trying not to stress us out about it. Mm-hmm. No, we had that, we had a talk last night where I was walking down the stairs and you can hear your parents talking about debt and, like, how they're going to make up for all this debt and how they're going to pay off the house mm-hmm. and everything in the office. And it, yeah. they don't think you hear it, but it does, and that really affects how you grow up. Oh, yeah. It, Hearing about money issues when you're young really mm. shapes how, how you, you spend your money. money. Yeah, I no. do not spend money a lot. I try my best all. not to because it stresses I save me out. A lot of money mm-hmm. just because I hate. I don't want to run into that situation where I don't have money enough to know where my next meal is coming from. Yeah, no, and that's kind of what my poem was talking about. It's the uh, sugar thief, and it's talking about how. Yeah, like, we have this stuff, but my mom still steals sugar packets from her low-paying minimum wage job. She still steals, like, these sugar packets because if you take those sugar packets, you don't have to buy the sugar. You can save that money. Mm -hmm. And if you take the salt packets and the leftover stuff from your job or, like, from restaurants, you don't have to buy that. Mm -hmm. So you can save the money. And I've definitely grown up with, like, you'll be at a restaurant and, like, take a few sugar packets just because and then you save them and use them for coffee once in a while because mm-hmm. we might have the money for coffee but like the sugar isn't as important you know yeah. you only have enough money for the one luxury yeah the coffee is the luxury and you only have enough money for that you don't have the sugar you don't have money for the yeah you use the sugar car. for cooking and baking you don't use it for extra things mm-hmm. so yeah so, Mrs. Dean, remember when I said effing capitalism at the beginning? Yeah, that's what Dolly Parton's talking about in 95. <laughs> I don't know. What do you think about it? Well, I know you love the song. I also love the song. <laughs> I think it's very heavy in uh, labor management issues and uh, 
workplace oppression due to the fact that it's all about I want to get ahead, I want to be better, but this boss figure, the like boss the, man, the uh, obviously upper crust person, yeah, is like basically stepping on me to make sure I don't mm-hmm. get anything like, better. I'm being walked all over and I can't do anything about it because I'm stuck here. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Especially with the line, uh, you're just a step on the boss man's ladder. You're yeah. just something that he's using. Yeah, obviously like not manipulation way, of the working and lower to class. get better, to get mm-hmm. more money, to be better than you. Yeah, obviously not all rich people are corrupt and bad or whatever, but this song specifically is definitely about a corrupt more. upper class manipulating this lower working class person who's just trying to get by. It's like, mm. just like, let me work and save some money so I can get a, ahead a little bit. Yeah, definitely somebody who's like trying to just get it from paycheck to paycheck mm-hmm. and like just make it through their lives in a way that they never expected yeah, to Yeah, and then the person that they're working for paycheck to paycheck is living a luxurious life and has a ton of money and mm-hmm. it's like corrupt it's upper class, the, what's it called, like the hierarchy, like this mm-hmm. one person's got all this stuff and then everyone they're in charge of is suffering. Yeah. So that's called capitalism. <laughs> I, Mrs. Dean, you know I have opinions on capitalism. Don't you just love capitalism? No. It's definitely like the thriving versus surviving thing, though. Mm-hmm. It's like the lower classes surviving, working for this upper class who are thriving because of the cheap labor and mm-hmm. like the exploitation of the lower class. So. Also, in like the form of the song where it's like this uh, really like light, upbeat, like rhythm but mm-hmm. then if you look at the lyrics it's so like desperate yeah and like so stuck that like to have it bopping along no, is it's, really it's like really different it's like you wake up and you sing the song and it makes you so happy but then when you actually look at the lyrics you're just like oh or, like my when God. you actually get to work it's like so oh oh that's what the song is about it's yeah my job where i'm being exploited for very minimal money mm-hmm. so Just to recap this week's episode, we've talked about the slam poem um, and what it means to us with social class, dignity, and we've talked about our page poems and Mrs. Dean's page poem and how it relates back to economic social classes and our thoughts on that. And next week, we're going to be continuing our discussion on social class and its effects on education.